Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show. You okay, buddy? I think so. <laughs> Put your microphone in front of you. Okay, okay, okay. These are some of the basics. We should have taught you these a long time ago. I'll introduce the show while you reorient. On The Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We're going to start out with a guest and then we'll open up Thank the you. phone lines. Uh, you okay, buddy? <laughs> Ready to go. Oh, finally. Okay. Yeah, and you've been sitting in here for half an hour. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben Reikley is with us, good Republican committee person. He's an actual conservative. I'm a fakey Democrat who is, and uh, I, I know I know what real liberals say. So American I, first, co-host today. Right. That's you or me? Uh, that could be both of us. Uh, so you think. Okay. Super. All right. So Unity, we, Mark. Unity on On the Mark. We have... <laughs> on the news line with us now, Professor Nick Clark. He's a Ph.D., a professor of political science over at Susquehanna University. He happens to be the director of their Innovation Center and director of public policy. Uh, and he's the department head at political science. I always say that's because they some of these professors too la- stay too late at the staff meetings, and then they end up department head. But uh, how did you get sentenced with department head, Nick? How did that happen? I think you probably have it right there. <laughs> Stay too uh, late. Everyone sort of takes their turn, but yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, so you share the punishment. You cycle it around. I got you. Okay, so well, it's you. Yep, yep. All right, well, you'll be done before too long, we hope. Okay, so Nick, uh, thank you so much for checking in. We've talked to you on a number of occasions in the past about all things in our body politic. Let's start out with, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to summarize the way Tucker Carlson summarized it last night. He said, let's talk about the illegal mishandling of classified documents but not President Trump. We're talking about uh, President Biden. Your view on this, much ado about nothing, or is this going to turn into a big, a bigger and bigger thing? Uh, what's, what's your initial reaction to all this? Well, I think it is a big thing just because of how, you know, the documents have been treated with President Trump. And so the DOJ absolutely had to appoint, you know, a special prosecutor to look at this. You know, anytime that happens, it becomes a big thing right there. And so I think, you know, for Biden politically and potentially legally this is this is gonna this is gonna be a, a really tough thing for him to have to handle is this the kind of thing that can dog a president to the point of uh, keeping them out of re-election because we know he's not supposed to have classified documents there so yeah, the in a technical sense the violation of the law or well, many laws has already happened Intent and uh, you know ignorance uh, start to factor into it, but uh, is this the kind of thing that can start to weigh down a re-election campaign? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly because I think you know, especially last spring, there was a consensus emerging, you know, across the country and the parties really that you know the the two likely nominees looked like President Trump and President Biden, and there were you know strong contingents in either party that sort of said, "Let's move on." Biden had somewhat of a bounce back uh, within the Democratic Party, I think, in the fall, especially after the midterm elections. 
not leading to the sort of uh, Republican sweep that people expected it might. And so I think he was, you know, re- regaining some credibility internally within the party. You know, he's clearly planning to make an announcement. I think he has decided to run. Uh, but this is going to bring back all those old doubts. This is enormous baggage. And I, so I think the movement within the party to get him not to run is going to pick up some speed because of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, Ben Reichley here. Appreciate your time this morning. Uh, one thing, if you could comment, it looked like Merrick Garland wanted to be anywhere but his funeral when he came out <laughs> and wanted to, you know, put this information out. So now, you know, we heard that, uh, you know, the, the attorney general for the Trump administration had to be for the American people. Now, Garland, of course, is Biden's hand-picked attorney general. Uh, you know, how, how far, how, you know, what is the hot seat that the DOJ is sitting on? And plus, we have situations with the FBI but when you look at Merrick Garland coming out, appointing a special prosecutor, he looked like all the weight was off him. But there's still this is going to run through the G- DOJ at some point. Yeah, I mean, the, the special prosecutor will be able to act somewhat independently. But, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, Garland does still have the authority that he could step back in and sort of pull the plug, I think. Um you know, he. I, I think. It, I think you're right that he is feeling in the hot seat because they've already embarked on this case with President Trump. And I. I do think. I mean, those two cases are independent with two special prosecutors acting on them. But I don't see how they don't somehow result in similar outcomes, right? Because the two cases look very similar to me. There's probably a lot of details I don't know and, and nobody else knows, right? But on the surface, they look very similar. So. Either it's okay for a president to do that, and, you know, that is one of the arguments that President Trump has advanced at times, which which means it's okay for both, or it's not okay, which is really what President Biden and most of the Democrats have said, meaning in that case, President Biden really just broke the law as well. And so, I mean, to the extent that the DOJ is influenced by politics, they are in a really tight spot now just because of what happened in the prior year with, with the case with President Trump. Well, I believe you discussed a little bit of it earlier when you said about the reelection, and now will the Democrats circle the wagon with Biden? But it seems like they're running away from Biden in some regards on the younger progressive side. But if, if you could allow me just to lay this out real quick. So here is the DOJ, even though they have special prosecutors. So the DOJ, ha- I believe has its hand on the scale for the next political election for 2024 in this way. You prosecute Trump, okay, you're swaying it towards Biden. You prosecute Biden, you're swaying it towards Trump. You prosecute both of them, does that leave that open then for open primaries? So very, very interesting how, you know, justice should be blind, but, you know, I don't think the American people are looking for blind faith going into 2024. Yeah, I mean, it's. I do think that most attorney generals and most departments of justice do strive for neutrality and for it to be blind, but I think it's relatively impossible to achieve because they are political appointees. So even if even if they like, even if there's an attorney general that quite literally does not want to be partisan themselves, there's no way they can escape it by the nature of how they've come into their position, right? Um, so I, I, you know, I, I think that means that any outcome is going to be somewhat suspicious to the American people, particularly in a case like this now, where you have both parties basically culpable of something, or the leaders of both parties that are culpable of something. I think the interesting thing about the political ramifications of it are that in the Republican Party, there's 
I think there's a lot of viable alternatives to President Trump as potential candidates that will be competitive in the election. I'm not sure that's true on the Democratic side. And so while there's a lot of people that don't want Biden on that side, I don't think there's a clear alternative that people can sort of coalesce around. And I don't know if that gets brought into this, too, in terms of what the ultimate, you know, political outcome of it all is. But, um, you know, it is... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Professor, coming out of this, though, for... for, It doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, Independent, but at some point there has to be a clear understanding of what classified is. Hillary Clinton got caught up in this. From the standpoint of talking to some people who were in bureaus down in Washington, and you know, the Bureau CYAs itself and classifies everything. I mean, they classify the note that you sent to Mark and I saying, hey, you want to have lunch someday? All of a sudden, that's classified. So in fairness to these officials who are leaving office, what is classified, what isn't classified, There's, there seems to be, I mean, the gray area is, is too too gray. However, on the other hand, I, I think should we, should we have comfort knowing that President Biden's Corvette is as safe as classified information? And incidentally, Nick's note asking us to lunch is stored in a box next to my okay. Ford. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Nick. I, I agree with you. I think that Congress needs to look at what legislation exists around this. There needs to be review of the executive rule. And I think somebody needs to go look at President Clinton, President Bush, and President Obama. This was one of the defenses that President Trump asserted, which is that what he did isn't all that unusual from other presidents. Biden, of course, we're talking about when Biden was vice president, but it's at least some evidence that, that this has happened with another administration. I, th- I think we need to see you know, if it's happened before that as well. And there needs to be much greater clarity around this is all how this is all handled. I think you're right on that. Well, I, th- I think we can say. Oops, I think ahead. we can say President Carter might be safe in this. <laughs> He's 96 <laughs> years old, but he might be okay. Yeah, there's a new rule. Yeah, I, I thought about that too. I, plus, you know, how much of what would have been classified in this time is declassified at this point. But yeah. Well, I think at some point in the U.S., I don't know if it's in the Constitution, but you become great, great, great grandfathered in, so you don't you don't have to worry about that kind of but stuff. But we know a Corvette is safe, though. Yeah, about it, locked up. One of our listeners sends us a note, and you could reflect on this, Nick, since you've alluded to this a little bit. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Democrats themselves planted the documents in there <laughs> just to get Joe Biden out of the way. Now, I'll extend that a little bit. It wouldn't surprise me if Kamala Harris planted those documents in there just to get the president out of the way so he wouldn't run for re-election. Well, let's talk about the dynamics of the next election. You know, we have a president that's, uh, you know, not even remotely uh, popular on either side of the aisle, and you have another presidential contender who's out there that's wildly popular for a fraction of his party. This is an unusual dynamic. Give us your reflection on the uh, 2024 prospects that we're looking at here. Well, it's, I mean, it's just so far out, it's hard to change. And I, I think clearly Governor DeSantis is on the rise, um, and I, I think it's probably going to be quite competitive if he does choose to run. Uh, there's obviously other, there's Nikki Haley, there's Christy Gnomes, there's, there's uh, Pence is clearly out there. Uh, I think Pompeo may run. So there's just a, a lot of candidates. I think if President Trump remains in the race, and I suspect he will, but it's, it, you know, I wouldn't say that's 100%. His chances are going to come down to sort of what his competition looks like, and if there's a bunch of people that are going to sort of knock each other out by dividing support. Uh, on on 
the Democratic side, I just, you know, like I said, I, I don't think, I think Vice President Harris is less popular with Democrats than President Biden is even, and obviously is with independents and Republicans. And it's just hard to look out there and see a list of candidates like you can on the Republican side. And so that that's where I'm, you know, I obviously I think Mayor Pete and the Transportation Department is someone that potentially could run if, if President Biden does not. Um, but I think the Democrats are going to have to look to the governors, you know, and I, I don't know how many, I, I don't think Gavin Newsom's particularly competitive, so I don't know where they go in terms of that. But uh, so too far out, but it's, it's I, I think we're looking for a competitive race on the Republican side, and it's just kind of a mystery what's going to shake out on the Democratic side. But, but Nick, do you, I mean, Gavin Newsom is a political shark. I mean, he, he has the wherewithal to absolutely do nothing, little to nothing in California, and still feel that he's popular. He he came through the COVID crisis, which he, he should have been sausaged politically, and he came through and he and he feels like he's a filet mignon. I mean, so he, so he he is making his rounds quietly to know that he's available, and and the Biden people are trying to hold him off. However, the Democratic people, because even though reality might not be understood by the Democrats. The age of President Biden is understood by the American people and independent voters. So it, it, that, I agree with you. It'll be interesting. You know, the Republicans, I, you know, you hope the, the cards shuffle around for the Republicans. We'll see. But uh, boy, I, Newsom has his sights on this. Plus, people in California who I've talked to and have some business associates out there would be more than happy to get him out of California. Well, that's I, he absolutely has his sights on it, and you know he. You're right. He does. He does know how to be effective in elections. I just it, this is probably more my personal bias. I just I don't think he's going to get it. I don't think he's going to be able to connect with a broad enough electorate within the Democratic Party, let alone the country as a whole. But you know, it's like I said, it's just hard to tell what'll shake out. You know, we we expect certain things and they never happen that way. Well, yeah, we'll talk more about this as 2024 approaches. Yeah, a lot has to happen. That's uh, decades away in political time in terms of things that pop up in this uh, 24-hour news cycle that we're doing. Let's talk about Kevin McCarthy. He eventually was able to become the Speaker of the House. Had already put up the sign outside the door, so I guess that <laughs> he's just uh, some sort of prophecy or something. No, no, but, it's uh, coming soon, Speaker of the House. It, yeah, explain how his powers diluted, if at all. Lots of folks say that it is in one way or another. If you don't have this, or maybe we've started to see this already. I I don't know about that. It's certainly possible, but I mean, as many have pointed out, the, one of the significant rule changes, which is the vote to remove the chair, that, that was really present before Speaker Pelosi and she removed it. So you could argue that his power has been somewhat diminished relative to her, but you know, that, that same rule was in there beforehand. There's probably an argument to be made that just based on the optics of it all because he wasn't able to secure it on the first vote and it went on. Uh, and I think a lot of that's going to, the way that plays out is going to be how he handles it, you know, in the, in the aftermath, which I think for the most part he, he, he did it pretty well. Um, to me, the interesting thing with this is, like, when, when we expect his power to be diluted, it's because we're comparing him to Boehner and Bryan, and in both cases, they were each sort of candidates of, of the establishment, or they were speakers representing the establishment, and they were kind of competing against the sort of Freedom, uh, freedom Caucus on the other side. It's not one 
group of people, obviously, but there's kind of a, a, a coherent thing there. So the expectation is that's what's going to happen with McCarthy. I mean, he was their majority leader uh, under Boehner and under Ryan, and, and so you have this group now that was trying to prevent him from becoming speaker to begin with. But I think the thing there, though, is that I think Kevin McCarthy has, over the last couple of years, really kind of aligned himself with that faction. He has become friends with some of them. You know, he's putting out a lot of the same rhetoric that they do. I think ideologically he advances some of the same positions. And so for his power to di- be diluted, he would basically have to be doing what Boehner and Ryan did, advancing a kind of establishment-oriented agenda and trying to foil the sort of Freedom Caucus and doing what they want to do. And then if it was true that he was less powerful, right, they would be able to prevail. Like, they have the instruments and tools now to win out in a battle like that. I think he's, I don't know that those sort of types of conflicts are going to come about. I think he's largely going to support their agenda. And so, to me, it seems just as likely that he's going to end up in a, a, a conflict with his base, with the, the sort of moderate wing of the party, as it is that he will with the Freedom Caucus. Well, what's interesting is even though Scott Perry of Pennsylvania is the head of the Freedom Caucus, Jim Jordan is really the straw that stirs that Freedom Caucus drink. I mean, he, he makes it, and he is a McCarthy ally. But, Nick, lo- looking at this and being in touch with some people when this was going on, and what's interesting is what the groups that were opposing McCarthy initially, or let's say they weren't opposing him, they just weren't supporting him right away, were saying that... You know, they, they wanted to have some, some rules in there, and the rules go back to when the House was open for discussion or open for, for business. One thing was regular order on budgets. You know, th- this continuing resolution has been a joke. We, we have had budgets stuffed down the American people's throats and maybe up some other sides of, of things that just are ridiculous. But you look at regular order, you look at amendments that can come to the floor, you look at 72 hours to read a bill. I mean, a- anywhere, I would think most Americans would say this is somewhat common sense, and this this works. Or we'd like our government to work like that. I mean, Mark talks about the the vortex and the black hole, but what these uh, that removes brains of people inside <laughs> yeah. the Beltway, incidentally. But, the but vortex. What, what these people were doing were were pretty pertinent and understanding what the American people would like, Democrat or Republican. I, I would like our legislators to be able to read the bill and vote on it 72 hours when it comes to and understand what's in it. So so I, I, I would say I, I believe the Republicans with a slim majority are, are almost stronger going in because they maybe showed themselves and the American people can understand what, what the this small group was sort of fighting for. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's going to depend on how coherent they remain. Uh, the, the Democrats in the last two years had a pretty small minority also, and they remain fairly effective at getting through their legislative priorities just because they, regardless of where they fell on the ideological spectrum, they stuck together, right? They voted the same. I think if, if the Republicans are able to pull that off, and, you know, of course, they don't control the White House or the Senate either, but there's, there's still a fair amount of the priorities that they're Republican caucus in the House have identified that they could achieve. It's just it's just a question of sort of all staying together in the end, which is part of why. I mean, I think you're right in what you're saying about the rules changes and how a lot of those would be welcomed by the American public. The reason why anybody would be opposing them is because you know it it probably makes it easier to keep the caucus coherent as a whole. You know, with you know in a sort of old way with with the rules how they were, but. Um, 
We'll see. Like yeah. I said, I, I don't know that it's going to pan out that way, where they are as divided Good. as people expect. Well, well, you realize Nancy Pelosi held that caucus. I mean, Nancy Pelosi was the Catholic nun teacher, because if you looked at the Democrats' knuckles, if they got out of line, their knuckles got smacked because she held their money, she held their chairmanship, she held their committee position. So she ran a very tight ship, and now you see what, what happens. But, I mean, she, she controlled that group. We'll see if the House now is going to be more open under uh, Speaker McCarthy. All right. Anything else to add that you'd like to tell us maybe we didn't ask uh, on our body politic in Washington or, or even in Harrisburg, Nick? I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious what you guys think of this this uh, speaker in Harrisburg. I think it's sort of interesting to see this arrangement come about. And I I don't know I don't know how long he's going to last or what he's going to get done. But it, it's sort of interesting to me to see a kind of nonpartisan or bipartisan effort at leadership there. Well, uh, Representative Rizzo comes from Berks County. He's a quasi blue dog Democrat of, of a past term. He's uh, very, very open to uh, improving Pennsylvania per him. I uh, had a chance to talk to him briefly last year. Uh, interesting uh, gentleman. Uh, I, you know, but Nick, here, here's the problem. In Harrisburg, it is truly a seesaw of majority. So depending on the situation, the Democrats will be the majority and then that afternoon the Republicans could be the majority. Uh, right now the representatives, if they're in session, they have to stay on the floor to hold majority, whichever group it is. And right now the Republicans do, but you're talking about the slimmest of slimmest margins and also we're going to have a special election right here in our area for senatorial seat 27th district. I mean, Linda Schlegel-Calver's running it for that. If she wins, she's going to leave the House, and then that's going to put another wrinkle into that. So uh, will he hold? It, it, you know, it looks very good to have an independent down there, or a person who wants to be an independent. Reality, we'll, we'll see what happens, because it is it is tough. It is tough to uh, be in the position he's in. And my two cents is, uh, uh, we don't know who he is yet. What we're going to see is if this uh, sexual assault uh, referenda doesn't make it to the ballot, uh, it's hard to say what kind of a leader he will be because he wants this to go through more than anything, and he's uh, trying to piece that together. If it goes through, he'll probably switch to independent and kind of be the uh, kind of the leader that both sides want to get things done. It's very personal to him. Yeah, if it doesn't happen, uh, he's going to stay on as about 50% vindictive leader is my view. Nick, thank you so much for your observations yeah, and the your question time. put to us. All very much appreciated, sir. Thank you. Yep, have a good day. And thank you. That is Nick Clark, professor of political science at Susquehanna University. We'll take a quickie break and when we come back some reaction to what he had to say uh, and uh, no time for phone calls, but uh, we'll, we'll get some uh, more words gone. We have an email. We'll read that when we come back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back. We thank Professor Nick Clark of Susquehanna University. He's a Ph.D., professor of political science, director of their Innovation Center, and director of public policy out at SU. And he's the department head of the Department of Political Science, uh, having uh, enjoyed, the, what is it, a cycle that comes around in the... Innovating Riverhawks. Strike you, yep. Uh, at Susquehanna University, so we appreciate his analysis. And he, like uh, Professor Ellis over at Bucknell, uh, are objective. You know, they claim not to be liberal or conservative. I, I don't know how their actual teaching is, but they take great pains to make sure that everything's try to be fair and open. We, maybe we should sign up and go in for a class. See for ourselves. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> When's the last time you've been in the classroom? In the college classroom? While there was a class underway? Uh, I, I, in a college classroom while there was a class underway? Well, that's 50 years. Uh, well, I would say I can't remember. <laughs> 82, 92, 20. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, but anyway, okay, so uh, we have one email talking about uh, inflation. President Joe, B- this is from the Center Square, it says President Joe Biden touted falling food prices Thursday, but the latest federal data shows the price of food is actually on the rise and has been for more than a year. Uh, yeah, what happened was inflation went down a tiny bit, or the rise in inflation slowed a little bit, so somebody misinformed the president. What actually happened, according to the Center Square, is the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics released new inflation data Thursday that shows the overall consumer price index dropped a 0.1%, driven in part by a decrease in energy prices. Quote, uh, so President Biden says, quote, for the six months in a row yearly inflation is down. It might be rising in economies around the world, but it's coming down here, and gas prices, food, and more are following. That adds up to a break or in families and proof that my plan is working, unquote. So, so can I, a quick analysis of that? Oh, I'm sorry, I missed the beginning of the news. This is WKOK Sunday. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. As you can hear, Ben is still here. He's fired up. Yes. He's uh, <laughs> excited about uh, finally President Biden's done something on, clearly illegal. Are we on Sunrise? In hot water. Sunrise, is that what I said? Okay, yeah, sorry. Okay. On the Mark, WKOK Live <laughs> Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. we got some reaction to what we mm-hmm. talked about. Professor Nick Clark of Susquehanna University, political science professor, on the line a little bit earlier, talking about how this will hurt uh, President Biden as he seeks mm. re-election coming up. That's an, uh, it's an opinion. <laughs> Analysis opinion. I think his age hurts. Well. I think everything's and I'm, I'm not looking for President Biden to break the law. I'm just happy to know that his Corvette is safe. Is safe. Well, he also said the boxes were stored between the weed trimmer and the Corvette. So yes. I, I think the good thing was is that, that the, the weed trimmer's locked up. Was that a electric weed trimmer? It's a steel 
two-cycle fuel gasoline oh. trimmer. Very noisy and very polluting. How is that going with his... Uh, well, I don't think he uses days. it. I think he has people. Oh, okay. But is that what the automatic string set, or do you have to pull the string out yourself? Tap tap and go. <laughs> tap and go. This is a real deal. This is a commercial version, too. This isn't Ooh, the kind of like okay. with the little curvy handle. With the... Uh, Safety glasses, right? You hope so. Okay. He doesn't yeah. have to, though. It's not well, a, a You know what? That sounds like one of the safest garages. Maybe safer than the garage <laughs> of Fort Knox. <laughs> uh, and the funny thing is, the admit, well, never mind. Let's let's do the headlines <laughs> and we'll get into this. This, this story hey, is writing hey, itself. Hey, we're here till next week. Tip your bartenders <laughs> yes, and waitresses, exactly. waiters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Try the veal. You couldn't write this if you tried. I, 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 didn't, I don't watch the comedy shows. Mark, but, it's uh, Friday. <laughs> I bet they're having a field day. All right. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. All right. And that's how you can contact us. Uh, let's see. We do have some headlines. Snyder County Assistant DA says he's running for Snyder County District Attorney. He's a Republican and a Port Treverton resident. Heath Brocious throws his hat in the ring for Snyder County District Attorney. The hand recount in Lycoming County is over, but the results are not yet out. The recount of 60,000 votes cast in Lycoming County centered on the elections for president and auditor general and only took three days. The results have not been officially released, but observers say they will likely mirror the official tally from more than two years ago. Republican advocates call for the recount claiming irregularities without providing proof, and despite the fact that Republican candidates won each race in question with close to 70 percent of the vote. Election officials have not said when they will announce the results. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Yeah, so if people tell you your commissioners don't work for the people, <laughs> say, hey, look in Lycoming County. You know, people ask for a uh, recount, and they got it. All right, Pennsylvania Governor-elect Josh Shapiro continued to unveil nominees for his cabinet Thursday. Rick Seiger to be Secretary of Community and Economic Development. Former State Representative Michael Carroll to be Secretary of Transportation. Sarah Hammer to be Secretary of Banking and Securities. And State Senator Pat Brown to be Secretary of Revenue. And Shapiro says he will nominate Allegheny County Health Department Director Dr. Deborah Bogan as Health Secretary, former Montgomery County Commissioner Dr. Valor Cush as Secretary of Human Services, and Acting Insurance Commissioner Michael Humphreys as Insurance Commissioner. In addition, Shapiro will nominate Latika Davis-Jones as Secretary of the Department of Drug and Alcohol Programs, Jason Kavulik as Aging Secretary, and Rich Negrin as Department of Environmental Protection Secretary. Shapiro would also like Cindy Adams-Dunn to remain Department of Conservation and Natural Resources Secretary and for Russell Redding to stay on as Secretary of Agriculture. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. From Washington, D.C., a special counsel is now investigating the finding of classified documents at two locations connected to President Biden. Republicans are calling for the U.S. Congress to also to look into what happened. CBS News correspondent Jared Hill with the very latest. Attorney General Merrick Garland has appointed Robert Hur, a veteran prosecutor who served under former President Trump, to investigate President Biden's handling of classified material. It was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. 
President Biden confirmed to reporters yesterday that classified documents were found in a locked garage at his home in Wilmington, Delaware. The FBI has been investigating this for almost two months, and CBS News has learned that agents have already interviewed multiple Biden aides. A special counsel has been assigned to investigate the handling of sensitive materials by the president, Donald Trump, who had over 300 classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida and resisted requests to turn them. Also, uh, the president's home in Rehoboth, Delaware, has been searched. Now, they don't mm-hmm. say who searched it, whether it was with the search warrant or just uh, just looking for <laughs> old headphones or something, but it has been searched, <laughs> and apparently there's nothing there. What is album collection? Of uh, who like, even uh, knows? You know, honestly, this is this is cray-cray. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Stan, thanks for calling in. We are laughing at President Biden and his illegal mishandling <laughs> of We're class- laughing with him. classified documents. What's your view on this topic? Oh, you know my view. But anyways, uh, Mark, you said something earlier when you were talking to the professor about they got to determine intent of why those documents were in the locations that where they were. Intent shouldn't come into it because the well, laws It, it almost broken. always does. Uh, uh, no, actually, intent is a factor in prosecution. I think the laws are written to ignore the word intent, but grand juries and prosecutors always look at that, and probably juries do, too. Well, always has been. (laughs) Right. This is the illegal. We're writing a book with President Trump and and President Biden featured prominently. Uh, It's called Illegal Mishandling of Classified Documents. And one of the chapters is on dementia. Another one is on uh, being diabolical. And you know which chapter is about which president. But it's the whole book is still called the illegal mishandling of documents. But Stan, and, and you know, people can realize this too. Here, here's the other, I would say, bizarre scenario. If you move out of your office or your you comfort move, zone, yeah, you, you move. You know, people come, they box your stuff up. You box your stuff up. You know, however it happens. Now, your vice president, there's a little different group coming. But if you notice, they're talking about Biden's lawyers. Biden's lawyers boxed this up. Biden's lawyers have been involved in the D.C. office now in Wilmington. So Biden's lawyers are involved. So what what it tells me, and again, having some people know some things down around Washington, talking to them, tells me that they have known about this longer than November 4th. They were just trying to figure what's the best spin, what's the best we could put on this. And notice, this happened before the election, six days, seven days before the election, midterm election. That didn't come out. So it comes out afterwards. It comes out after the holidays. So this is an orchestrated political scenario from the Biden folks, but his lawyers have been involved in this going back a longer time than November 4th. Well, that's that's the China, Ukraine. I mean, all this is unraveling. And you know, was Hunter Biden having parties at his dad's estate in in Wilmington and oh, going, "Hey, go. Mark, Mark, Stan, come out here and see my dad's Corvette." And we found a thumb drive. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, it, it goes back. It, it very interesting. Also, what did uh, President Obama put Vice President Biden in charge of? Relations with China, relationships with Ukraine. Now, uh, you know. I 
I think I was born in the morning. It wasn't this morning. You know, fo- follow the money, follow the money, follow the money. I mean, in real estate, it's location, location, location. It's politics. In politics, it's money, money, money. So, again, uh, you know, it, will this play out? Will the media allow it to play out? Time will tell. Well, Stan, the media the the media is not pro Biden anymore because they know he has huge and you know the baggage isn't just his son the baggage is his brother Joe, or brother Jim so so they they want to move on to somebody and believe me the shark in the waters is, for the Democrats is Governor Newsom of California Biden has lost Walter Cronkite. Well, I didn't say, Stan, I didn't say he was worth, he he might be worthless. However, for the Democrats, he's worthy for them to be able to to stand up against Biden because he has money. And also, quietly, he does have the backing of uh, former Speaker Pelosi. And a gazillion Democrats. And, And a lot of money. not because they they have meetings you know classified information they have committee meetings you know private meetings but also too and and some people may not look at this president trump was president trump vice president biden was vice president biden so a vice president is not declassifying information that comes from the uh, commander-in-chief so there is various differences here msnbc cnn seem not to maybe realize there's a v in front of VP. vice president biden and you so again well that's true Next, next, and next to the string trimmer. Also, Vice President's office is in the White House, and there's another office for the Vice President D.C. But the other scenario coming up, and, and maybe, Mark, you'll hit on this, but I, I didn't realize there's a new university in the United States. I mean, it's called the University of China, formerly known as University of Pennsylvania. I mean, the Chinese threw money into UP, and I, I know alumni from UP, and, and it was Ivy. It's, I think the University of Pennsylvania is becoming poison 
Ivy, when you look at it, they throw money into this. And, and folks, this is how the system works. I mean, you launder money very different ways. You can dry clean it or you can just throw it in the uh, basically the spin cycle. But they throw money, Chinese throw money at UPenn. UPenn then funnels it through, hires the Biden folks that are now with him in his cabinet, and then pays Biden, President, or then Professor Biden money. So that's the system, and that's why politics are dirty. And go back to the right. Clinton Initiative program and all those. We got you, Stan. Thank you so much, sir. Anything else to add? <laughs> all right. Yeah, it is going to be fascinating. He, is going to, he will not be our next president, no matter what. I absolutely, <laughs> positively guarantee it. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yep, much appreciated. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We've got open phones. We're talking about President Biden and the uh, illegal mishandling of classified documents. Uh, a good question raised by uh, President Reichley here is this idea, what are we classifying? You know, so many things are classified. The note that Nick Clark said about the lunch on campus is mm -hmm. uh, classified. It has to be stored right next to the string trimmer. What's your <laughs> view on this topic? 1-800-795-9565. Six five is the telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. If there's some other suggestion you'd like to talk about, feel free to do so. Uh, we talked a little bit about inflation. Well, President yeah, we Biden said inflation is going down and food prices are going down, which is a big fat lie. But uh, that's all right. He does not shop, and so that is certainly his uh, prerogative to not be informed Mark, on that topic. Those documents are next to your uh, Ford convertible Mustang. <laughs> Garage, right? Ooh, it's all electric, too. It's the electric Mustang. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Speaking of the electric Mustang, let's talk about one. Let's suppose you wanted to buy one, a Ford Mustang, just a fabulous vehicle. It's electric. It's called the Mach-E. gets a very, very high rating. In fact, it's the finest electric vehicle in the world, according to Consumer Reports. And you can the prices start right around $45,000, and you could spend probably pretty close close to $100,000 if you so choose, if you said yes to absolutely every question they ever asked you while you're ordering it up. But uh, $60,000 was the one that we got to drive. Did you end up drive the electric one at all, the Mach-E? Yes. But, uh, okay, super. It's uh, aerodynamic. It's an SUV. It's built up probably zero to 60 in about four and a half seconds. Just ridiculous acceleration. When I drove it, they had the uh, little muffler pipe thingamabobber turns on, so it sounds like it has a motor. It goes... <laughs> so it's sounds like it's got a real Is that an app on the car that you have to yep, yep, yep. turn on? Okay. You can plug it into 240 oh. and charge it in about uh, 6 to 10 hours, depending upon how empty it was. Or you can use the DC charger, which is about a three-hour situation. Just a fabulous, fabulous vehicle. Ford Mustang Mach-E, Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com. Mm -hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars. Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Out of auto repair. Yeah, should have put money on that one. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Penn State's going to do okay in that Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear they did okay. I didn't really oh, follow okay. it. I thought it was coming up. <laughs> I was going to put some money on it and see if we can, you know, add to our uh, retirement. Thank you for joining us, everybody. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners sends us a note which uh, preceded the very timely remarks of Ben Reichley. He said, while you can argue that President Biden's transgressions are more serious than President Trump's, given that he was VP rather than POTUS. In my opinion, the larger issue is that of overall document control in the federal government. Way too many documents are classified, much of them simply for CYA purposes. From a practical perspective, either charge both men or neither. Given the way this has unfolded and the generally unfavorable views regarding President Biden's performance, health, and age, it's at least feasible that the Democrats have laid the groundwork for pushing Biden out of the 24 race. Well, it looks like, says Cliff. and I would use this in this analogy real, real quickly here, it's classifying information. Uh, if you'd like to have what people will call a dirty martini, but drink responsibly. So that has a martini with a little bit of olive juice. I personally would ask for a pinch of olive juice, because here's the thing, you can always put more olive juice in if you want it. So the way they classify. Oh, okay. They classify everything. I got So you. you can always declassify, just as you can always put some more olive juice in, Mark, but it's hard to classify something that you didn't classify. So, Mark, you and I are in the CAA and whichever security thing. We're, we're classifying everything. We're, we're, we're classifying okay. the order the, for, for toilet paper. You know what I mean? We're classifying. Because then we can always declassify that, and then we are CYA. Gotcha. All right, Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for the emails, too. I have to tell people, I made that up about the string trimmer. That's not true. Okay? Hmm. Uh, Watson. 
yeah, uh, I want to say Harold or Howard, yeah, Johnson, you know, yeah, Hank Johnson out of uh, Democrat, yeah, representative. Yes, yes, this is uh, very interesting. <laughs> Oh, come on. Uh, it, it, it's true, true, too, and sad. What? <laughs> ah. Listen, no, sad but true. Is that a... F- Sort of a floating island. The Corvette. To be fair, there are boxes of old textbooks stored in there also, and that's a true statement. Old textbooks? <laughs> so, yes, old textbooks. Well, I guess he had like an academic library of textbooks that related to oh, politics and government, and so he put them in there, and they were probably all musty, but oh, that's right. where this stuff... Right. Yeah. Well... Well, this is the guy who academically supposedly got a scholarship who didn't finish first in his class and didn't, and he had textbooks? <laughs> well, I have a lot of books. Oh, yeah. I have a daughter who's a sophomore in college. I a sophomore in college, Cindy, and she told me she almost missed a class. I said, I think I'm paying for you to make those classes. So, no, I understand. Oops. Whoa. He's not joking. Well, I think Cindy, if you, I, I think I believe I saw that. I don't know if it was BBC America or which I saw it on Fox Business. 
Okay, so they had a string of that, and they finished up with him. But the other ones were Schiff, who could say, well, I, I can't believe he did anything wrong type deal. Um, Clyburn, who just sort of shook his head, like, you know, okay, he didn't do anything. But the, okay, but the classic was, I've met former Speaker Pelosi. Now, she's a very petite woman in heels. I mean, I think when I was talking to her, trying to get eye to eye, I, I think I had cramps in my hamstring. I was bending over for that long. But she was very polite. We have some mutual... You're supposed to kneel. Well, I, 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 did, I, I did end up kissing her ring. That is, oh, good I, I don't think it's go. on... But anyway, the, we did have a nice two-minute conversation. She was very cordial. But the, the, the classic one was when she was walking, they asked her, and she was eating a cookie, and she didn't even stop or stop taking a bite of the cookie when the reporter was asking her. So, I, I you know, as much as... Uh, yeah, the, 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 it is strange to see... Um, these Democrats come out and, you know, it's probably easier to say, uh, you know, no comment or that's with the Biden administration. Just don't make a fool of yourself. And they seem to not understand that. Cindy, before we let you go, your view on Mr. Santos latest. He did say on one of the Newsmax interviews that he is an honest man <laughs> and has never been accused of any wrongdoing. So your view on that? He doesn't really talk about it. He doesn't say anything about it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. But but Cindy, that was the not just the Republicans on Long Island in the congressional seat. It was also the Democrats. No, and nobody, the news media. Yeah, and the news media. But I, I would. Yeah, well, the other yep. thing you do, I, I I would say he is honest. He 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 is an honest liar, because he does not deny lying. So I I, I would give him the. Uh, he does not deny lying. He does not deny lying. He has lying. said that He's he embellished, honest. I think, so, is the word uh, he used. There is. There is. They can do a recall. And they can recall him in they can recall him in two years, I believe, in New York. So uh you know, we'll see what happens. Well that's not a recall. Sign petitions mm -hmm. and Yep. Well, Cindy, uh, <laughs> yeah, how about it? How about it? Well, right. I, thank I would, you, Cindy. Thanks for calling in. Much appreciated. Yeah, I would okay. say he just reached the level where people are finally saying, Uncle. Notoriously, ninety percent of the politicians are not truthful or lie. Which well, I think they use. all embellish. Okay, or embellish or misremember. Okay, but now we've reached the level where okay, you, you probably can't do this much. You can do part of that, but you can't do this much type scenario. And believe me, uh, the Democrats would circle the wagon around him. The Republicans are trying to do a semicircle, but uh, I personally well, they don't, don't want. To, they're afraid the seat will go Democrat, so they, uh, they don't. 
going to have another election up there. Well, we'll, we'll have to see. I, I, I doubt he serves the full two years, but we'll see. I can't imagine. No, I think the pressure will probably become relentless, and they'll have to. Well, and they'll end up buying them off. I mean, the dirty little secret is they'll come behind and say, listen, you got to get out of here. Here's a check. And maybe offer him an actual job at Merrill Lynch, because it's already on his resume. All he has <laughs> yeah, to do is yeah, start. Let, let us get reality here in your resume. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Call us now of your opinion on this. I'm Representative Santos. He's now a U.S. congressman, even though his uh, resume, if you only include factual information, had his birth date at the top. Uh, we talked a little bit about the island of Guam, which if you all the Americans stand on one side, it would tip over. That's the view. Well, of not just I, the Americans, just all the people. Everybody. Okay, would, the whole thing would tip over, so that you got to watch that. Uh, let's see. President Biden thinks inflation is under control and food prices are going down. Yeah, we so got to talk about that. That goes back. in the demented uh, chapter for uh, our book, uh, Illegal Mishandling of Classified Documents. And, uh, of course, Professor Clark was on earlier today with his observations. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 uh, with your opinion on these topics. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. And you can text, text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. I'll go ahead and ask the question. Is it uh, Democrats who planted the information in Biden's garage. I say it was Kamala. Some folks say it was come from California. We haven't talked about the group that it might be, though, Mark. Which is who? Isn't it? When things come, when it gets down to brass tacks. Chinese? Russians? No, the Russians. A Russian hacker. Russian. Yeah, they knew how to hack the little code that they you found used to a, get into uh, Biden's garage. They found an empty Nikolai bottle of vodka in the corner. That ah, that should have told you yeah. something. All right, we'll be right all right, Henry Calvin Johnson from the state of the Georgia. beautiful state of Georgia, Georgia, 4th Congressional uh, District, elected in 2007, one of three Buddhists Georgia. who have served in the U.S. Congress. Oh. Good black American. Uh, let's see. It says here, if... <laughs> Good American? Right. Well, he's black. He's, he talks about that. Uh, if Cindy thinks Demo this Democrat is bad, she obviously has never heard of the Freedom Caucus. Oh, Freedom Caucus. Freedom. freedom. Another freedom, listener freedom. says, regarding the so-called misplaced classified documents found in Joe Biden's former office, I guess it's just a coincidence that apparently many of the documents were about China and Ukraine. Hmm. Please take a few minutes to watch Laura Ingram's interview with Newt Gingrich. Wednesday night. He's done some homework on this and that the mainstream media has not, big surprise there, and has connected the dots strongly indicated that more money laundering by the Biden crime family, mm. says Mary you Ellen. You can wash it a number of different ways, Mark. Chris, tell the truth about this whole thing, will you please? Oh, boy, there's a lot of fantasies going on today. Okay. Uh, you first of all, that uh, political professor, uh, he, he's, uh, he wasn't being very professorial, I don't think. Uh, the, the guy who used to gamble that was from Susquehanna, he was pretty fair and straight down the middle, and, and he was conservative, but he, is, he, he talked fairly about things. This guy was ridiculous. He, he's a professor of political science, and he sees no difference between the Trump situation with uh, the classified papers and and Biden's situation. Well, p please tell us the difference. The difference. The difference is uh, Trump lied about having him. Tried not to give them back. Had his lawyers testify, they were all given back when they weren't, and got his lawyers in trouble, probably. 
and uh, wasn't cooperative for over a year before it became public knowledge in any way. And uh, he claimed they were his, and he had the right to them, and all sorts of things, and refused to give them back for as long as he could until they had to search his house to to, to get them, and they probably still don't have all of them. I'm not sure I mean, that's 100%, though, Chris. I would say Trump administration or Trump's folks were in negotiations with the folks to what are they, yeah, what do they you want. And the lawyers weren't testifying that, no, they believe all, they weren't testifying anymore that they believed all the, 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 the secret documents were out of there. Well, Chris, well, how, how, how would this happen? Oh, so, it was proven that he did. Okay, so how does, how does this happen where they're down at Mor-a-Lago, the DOJ version, whichever group is in there, actually President Trump comes down and says, guys, whatever you need, you take, whatever this happens. So the Trump people are negotiating for what do you have, what do we have, how did this stuff get here? And then all of a sudden, a political coincidence happens that they raid the place. Okay. The political coincidence—they they weren't getting them back, and they knew they had some there. They weren't. And he was denying it. They weren't asking for some of them back. They were asking for clarification. And also, when you talk about the difference of security, and we'll find out what Biden had. But you look at and he violated a subpoena. Doesn't that count for something? Well, what would it count for if you're in negotiations to give the uh, the arch- with the archive group back? So the scenario being, you had Secret Service, you had secure documents. Refusing to give them back, and because they're still talking about it, they shouldn't raid but, the place and do but it. Chris, what are they supposed to talk? Okay, Chris, we're going to raid your place if you don't do it in a month. Okay, Chris, and then you can, hide can, them better? can I put this out? No, not hide back. So let, let me put this out, and please, please, if you have an okay. answer to this, I would love Go to ahead. hear it. So where are they at now? They haven't proven anything in the Trump scenario. Where are they at now? If you if you think these were classified documents of whatever, where are they at now? They're not overly secret because they would be leaked what they were. So this is going nowhere. And it might go nowhere with Biden. But the Trump stuff is going nowhere. What are you so what are you saying? That what happens is this was a political maneuvering and what we're finding in Mar a Lago so far because the Justice Department is not giving these aren't secret documents at all. We're gonna find out that they were gonna be very minimal if any. You think they they had a, a, a judge review the secret documents special because they were secret and he didn't bother mentioning that hey, none of these things are secret. And and it, an anti Trump judge out of Broward County, I believe, or Dade County. So we'll, we'll see. But Chris, where's it at now? It's going nowhere. And it's lost. Judge, it, it, it's lost in the bin of the DOJ, Chris, and they can't even leak information out. So that's where it's at now. Now, why no, did this Biden stuff? The special prosecutor now. Chris, it's go, it, we will find out it will go nowhere. Oh, and you're pretending there weren't, they aren't secret documents. That's how far gone you are? No, let, let's see if they are, because they're not okay. showing them. And if they were, you would have more leaks. All right, and, and pictures and of the covers and of the thing, some of the, the papers saying secret, top secret on them. Did they not? Well, so was that out of... Well, that was a file folder, was, yeah, so Mark classified. Oh, that, 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 was that picture from oh, Get Smart? So far gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, okay. anything else to add? What else you got cooking? Oh, uh, well, 
the whole thing of uh, Biden released his tax forms, and so all this money that he he got for for being a teacher, and he didn't teach a class. He taught, he did go and talk to students, and uh, talk he talks at the university and talked to students at the university. Okay, and paid, and an paid by the Chinese. And presumably, this income he got is on his taxes. I got you. Okay. So there's, there, I don't know how, uh, I know uh, Ben has this theory that the money actually came from China, but. Oh, I got uh, you, okay. <laughs> where, do you, where do you think it came from? University, University of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. So how do you wash money? How do you wash money? Through the I University of the Pennsylvania. Keep further washer and the, yes. well, not the washer, the sink and the tub right. in the sink and we'll put soap on it. We got to go. Hey, thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for Sorry calling in. <laughs> Always much appreciated. Thank you for finding a fact. We need Harry and Chris. Uh, Harry's going to be on in a second. Yeah. One of our listeners sends us a note, says, if they were planted by Republicans, why did President Biden's lawyers not destroy them on site? Either the lawyers who found them were also honorable. They decided the damage to their boss was worth turning them in, or there was a snap decision by someone that by holding them back, the discovery and releasing it later, they could push Biden out of the 24 race. If they were planted by Democrats, that's the second option so listed above. So does this go under the definition of politics is not dirty, politics <laughs> is filthy? Another listener says, the Presidential Records Act of 1978 governs the official records of presidents and vice presidents. So the fact that Biden was VP does not, in fact, make his mishandling worse or better than Trump. Simply the same, right? Well, yeah, I, I, it's still I, mishandling. It's, so and it's still illegal. Okay, Thank you. So there's some information there, but it's who can declassify is what we were talking about here. So oh, the president. The, the, the emailer is not wrong on that. The handling of classified information, which is more than confusing. Right. So I would I would say that needs well, to be. Well, Biden's not saying this stuff. You was can't declassify your own information. What he needs to do is to have President Trump think about these things. And that declassifies them, and that takes that care works. of that. Well, it works. All right, Harry, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. There's so many things going on, I feel like my head's spinning. Okay, <laughs> slow down. Deep breaths, Harry. Deep breaths. <laughs> it's the beginning of the end of the Biden administration. Well, it's, it's funny because if you if you peddled some of this stuff to a movie uh, a movie company, they'd tell you, oh, my God, this this can't happen. It's, it's amazing how much <laughs> Nobody would believe on. it. <laughs> and nobody would yeah, believe it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's there's fiction. Things, there's three things that really jump out over the things you've been talking about today. One, and somebody mentioned it. I'm not sure if it was an email or, and I didn't hear the professor speak. I didn't hear his, his segment. But uh, I'm more concerned about the ease that documents get moved around from D.C. so much anymore. And, I mean, that goes back, you know, many, many years, I'm sure. But but even with emails with Hillary and then documents from Biden and, and uh, Obama and, and how many were in Mar-a-Lago, I'm not, you know, I don't know what's secret and not secret. And I agree with you, Ben. That's what we'll find out. And I think I agree with you. I think we'll find out that most of them were uh, a lot of smoke rather than any fire. But uh, but I, I, I think it's a little concerning at how easy it is for somebody to have stuff that they shouldn't have and move it all over. And the other thing is uh, uh, with this uh, with Biden talking about uh, 
inflation being under, you know, being reined in and everything. He kind of reminds me of the, uh, the definition of optimism being the captain of the Titanic being asked by the passengers, Captain, we'd like to inquire about the ice surrounding the ship. And he said, well, that's for the cocktail party we're having Saturday night. Mm. You know, it kind of strikes me as, the, as uh, whistling past the graveyard, if you will. And the other thing is uh, that uh, Santos in New York... I believe he's pretty safe because I don't believe you could find enough people in Congress that thinking that think lying is a uh, an issue to uh, keep you from the political office. I think they would give him an award and create a new office and maybe even a cabinet position for him. It's kind of like the old Edward Edwards trial in. Uh, Louisiana, Ben. I don't know if you remember when they yes. had him on for uh, political corruption. The statement was they didn't think they could find a jury because they didn't think there were 12 people in Louisiana that thought political corruption was a crime. Yeah, I, I think that goes back to the term honor among thieves. Uh, I would say 90% yeah. you can throw in there. Uh, Louisiana, very interesting state. Yeah, Edwin Edwards, <laughs> and it's exactly right. Uh, uh, the scenario yeah. in Louisiana is we'll, we'll, we'll hold it. Uh, he just did what everyone else was doing but he got caught <laughs> yeah yeah now the other thing too that i wanted to mention about santos so as an employee of the state we every year have to sign at you go online it's, it's called a training but it's basically just an acknowledgement you go on and you uh an ethics uh, uh statement and you you acknowledge that you understand if you uh, have done anything unethical you can be discharged from your position and possibly even lose your pension. Here's a guy who, uh, and if you lied about a resume uh, or lied on your application and they find it even after you're hired, you're gone. You are absolutely gone. Now, here's a guy elected to one of the highest offices in the, in the country, and he faces no punishment for basically lying about everything, as I believe Mark said, lying about everything but his name. Well, I think the, the punishment, Harry, will come. But he, here's a scenario. I mean, I, I, I will say this in full disclosure. I'm very proud my daughter made the dean's list. Yeah. And she came to me, and she says, Dad, did you ever make the dean's list? I said, well, oh. there was a gentleman in, uh, in college. He used to have some parties, and he had a list. Fortunately, his name was Dean, so I did get on Dean's list. Oh, Dean's so, good list. So, yeah, I, so I couldn't tell her I didn't, but so in reality, Harry, if I put that on my resume, I did make Dean's list. Just don't so, go to school. Uh, just don't go to school with somebody named Schindler. So that's well, all you well, want to and stay Mark, Mark that. calls that embellishing. Very good, right. Mark. Very good. Thank you so much, I'll Harry. What, though, ben, it was very disconcerting to hear that she's in college already. I don't know how these kids get old and we don't. Uh, I, I know. I know <laughs> she's strange. catching up to me. All right. Now about it. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Much sir. appreciated. Yeah. Don't go to school with someone named Angie either. You don't want to get on her list. We'll cool. sell you. Jeez. All right. One, we'll have time for another caller. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Is Santos lying, embellishing, or just doing what everybody else does to get into elected office? Not everybody. Exaggerating. 90% maybe. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, we're still back at uh, who planted the documents in the garage. Was it the Democrats, Republicans, Russians, or Chinese? Yeah. It might have been Jill Biden. She says it's time to retire. Right, time Let's to just retire. Go to the beach. <laughs> this will do it. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We know it wasn't the lawn boy, or do we? Hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Friday. 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 Is it Friday already? I think it's my favorite bumper music. Happy happy Friday the 13th. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Walk under a ladder. Pet a black cat. Yeah, I I know something about Friday the 13th. Thank you, Rob Center, fabulous producer for choosing that music. Uh, It says, when rearranged, the 13 letters of 11 plus 2 spells... Um, Lucifer? Wait, also spells 12 plus 1. Okay, yeah, when rearranged, the 13 letters of 11 plus 2 also spells 12 plus 1. If you rearrange the letters with no additional words. How about that? So is it Friday Baker's Dozen Day? The Last Supper actually had 13 people, if you count the 12 apostles, plus... Jesus. Right. All right. Uh, Russ Redding last Mm, week said he wasn't sure, but now he knows. Good for Pennsylvania. Uh, Russ Redding, I'll be down, hopefully, a farm show with some friends, uh, and I will try the milkshake. I would bring one back, but I think it wouldn't make it back, Mark. I'd drink it in the car. I was just going to say, I thought Uh, it might melt, but you say you just drink uh, it. So we'll we'll have that there, and uh, we'll we'll see. Also, G.T. Thompson will be down, hopefully, catch up with him a little bit. But no, Russ Redding's uh, serving Pennsylvania, and glad to see him stay on. Inflation going up or down in Inflation, your Inflation, uh, well, it's coming down, but Mark, here, here's the difference. So, put it this way. Inflation is like you lost the game, your team lost the game 20 to nothing. So then you go play the other game. So, you lost 15 to nothing. <laughs> so it's still coming down. So we got to get in the plus side in the American economy and win games. So if you lose 20 to nothing, Mark, you're sad. If you lose 15 to nothing, you're still sad. If you lose 10 to nothing, you're sad. So inflation is working its way out. We'll see what the Fed does. But uh, folks, get ready for six months of a little bit of topsy-turvy. <laughs> you don't need a groundhog for that. Uh, let's see. One of our listeners says, Ben, stop trying to be the artful Dodger. I don't care if it's Trump or Biden. If you have Dr. You're not supposed to have no negotiating. Turn them over or we'll come and get it. One president turned them over right away. The other one chose not to cooperate. Yeah, yeah there's the difference between despicable and demented. <laughs> which which is which? Geez, I feel artful. <laughs> the artful dogger. You're the artful dogger. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you everybody, for listening. We'll be back on Monday morning with Joe McGranahan. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. <laughs>